Hey, welcome to the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier, your host. Uh, here's what I'm going to talk about today. And uh, I read a book when I was first getting into sort of like the pro professional business setting. And I was kind of learning from uh, Industrial Revolution, my mentors, uh, the inventors, th those kind of groups. And I, and I came across a book by a modern author uh, while I was in that, you know, frame of mind uh, that w I think it was called Sales Dogs. And the author did a really good job of, you know, making something that was palatable to my 20-year-old brain about grouping different kinds of sellers into different breeds of dogs where, you know, it, it made it easy to understand because you had like the golden retriever is all lovable and extroverted and a love on you and has certain characteristics. And you, you got to know the profiles of different personality types and, and how you would associate with. So when sellers come in, I still see breeds of dogs when they're making me a pitch at my conference table. I picture those, those stupid dogs and man, it, it just makes it so much easier because I know uh, because of that book, how they're built. Well, the example that I was going giving this morning was understanding, uh, you know, relationships and how to create relatability between different profiles of people. And I am not a psychologist. so do not use any of this information to actually predicate important things on. Uh, this is just information of how I do something and it works really well for me. So I use sort of like early civilizations. I think that a lot of more, um, you know, natural tendencies happen rather than contrived, where I think a lot of the things we deal with right now are more logistically sound and philosophically sound. But I think in early civilizations, it was more sort of like by intrinsic benefit of way things are. So I'm going to go back to, you know, feudal age or something like that, where you had divided different people's roles based on things. So you had, you know, you had a, and these are, these are different categories and, and there's probably more, but these are the ones that I use in, in my deal. So the first one is the king. The second one is the warrior. The third one is the hunter gatherer. Then the jester or entertainer. Then you have the science or mystic or advisor. Um, and each one of these has a different role. And so when new people come into my world, I picture them if they were to exist in the feudal age or whatever age is being governed by the, the people that I'm talking about, who they would be. And so you, you have your more physical blessed people where they have massive bodies and they're strong and they have the appearance of somebody who you'd want to be on your team if it came down to a fight. Those are my warriors. They are alpha dominant. Uh, they are, their whole purpose is to, if you want to show them love or they want to show love from you, it's where you're, um, you know, they, they're the protective mechanism. They, their their skill set is that they will protect you. And then going down the line, you have the hunter-gatherers where they uh, will supply you with the resources that you need. And remember, a lot of this is metaphoric so that if you have somebody that provides resources, they don't have to be just feeding you or, I'm sorry, just supplying food resources. It could be anything that someone creates a, a vein of resources and delivers those resources back to you. Because remember, in relationships, you have both sides of the equation. The transaction is that both people are operating in their skill set and they exchange one thing for another. So your king is the decision maker. The decision maker that says whether you go to war and or where do you go find resources or how much you put in a budget or who's doing what, right? And so in 
if, if the king and the warrior were to say, here's what I'm going to do for you and here's what you're going to do for me, the king is going to need to be a decider that doesn't waver. The warriors need someone who's going to make a quick decision and they're going to stick with that decision so they can do their thing. A warrior is going to hate whether or not, you know, the king declares war and then decides to back off on that decision and then double back. You won't trust your king if they can't decide things. So the king is the is good at making sound decisions that benefit the civilization and the warrior will act on those decisions and protect their leader. So those are the exchange. Uh, and then you have the mystic slash science slash advisor, right? In in order for the king to make decisions, the um, the people who gather details and data uh, to advise give either uh, you know religious or science or mystic advice to that person to decide. So the, the the king depends that the advisors give them enough information to decide, and in return. The king has to tolerate hearing things that maybe they don't like. Uh, so if you go back in history, there's a, you can almost pick, picture some of the early science, early advisors that maybe had to tell the king uncomfortable things. And if the king would kill those people, he would never get good information to advise his warriors. And so the tolerance was that you were allowed to tell the king, uh, you know, things they didn't want to hear in uh, in sort of like it's part of the transaction is that that king would protect your words and making sure that you continue to speak to them. Uh, and then you have the, you know, the, um, the hunter gatherers who the same thing, your hunter gatherers are picking berries and hunting food. Now, some people would ask, well, what's the difference between your warrior and your hunter? They're both use weapons. Well, the weapons are used for two completely different thing things. Now, even though some of your hunter-gatherers could wield a weapon and defend, it's a different role to play where you're sourcing a deer as bringing a, you know, food back to the, your, your civilization or picking berries. Uh, I would contend that both of those leave you exposed, right? And so you would have to have protection from your warriors if you're going to supply the resources. Now, your, your people who supply the food is a different job than the people who supply your your defenses and the people who um, are making decisions are separate from the people who are gather, gathering data. So you can see throughout even uh, modern times, having too many people doing the same kind of jobs, like, in, you know, I, I, I have a huge objection when science uh, is really good at finding data, but then they're also advocating for the pursuit or use of that data, right? So I want my advisories, you know, my, my scientists plucking out the data, and I want my the, the people who are really good at finding out what to do with the data, taking that data and figuring out what to do with it. And that's when you combine and make the king, the warrior, the hunter-gatherer, the, the king, like it doesn't work out. You got to keep those different things separated. And then you have your entertainers or your jesters. That's the other person in, in your... Um, you, you know, under your employee is, you know, what the jesters and the entertainers are supposed to do. Uh, if you looked at the greatest showman, there was a scene where uh, they went, the, the whole troop of, uh, of entertainers went over to the queen of England and um, the queen said, Oh, you're smaller than I thought or, or smaller than, you know, I pictured. And the, the guy in, uh, Tom Thumb said, well, you're not exactly reaching the top shelf either, sister. And this was a flippant thing that a, uh, that no one in the kingdom would dare challenge the queen 
she starts cracking up and then everybody else saw that it was, you know, okay uh, to take a shot at the queen because the jester did have the ability to say things that no one else could say in the pursuit of entertainment. And so when I, when I go through um, professional, personal, and I'm able to classify which role that person would play if they were in that era, I can get an understanding about why they might be good at some things and not great at other things because what you're doing is you're, you're coupling different personality types together. If we had homogenous and everybody was the same, then you wouldn't have a civilization because everybody be the same. And that's where we're at at, the, at this point where we have so much sophistication. We have so many smart people, but we have this total willingness to try to push everybody together and make everybody smart in the same way. And then you don't have natural consequences of working together and being united. We need one another, but we keep erasing the reasons why we need one another. And we take our differences and we make them challenges about how somebody should be different. Everybody knows who's been married for a long time that concessions and compromise are, are what makes a, a, a marriage happen and be most valuable. And in with with our our, our neighbors and, and our friends and our coworkers, uh, if they're different from us, it kind of annoys us a little bit and we fight to make them us the same. So I guess the premise of this whole thing was using sort of those categories to get an understanding and create a framework so that you can picture someone else's life through what they are their natural tendencies would they would not their natural tendencies that would have been in a different era and get a better understanding. Uh, that, you know, we're not all going to be warriors and we're not all going to be jesters and we're not all going to be kings and we're not all going to be hunter-gatherers and we're not going to be science advisors. But all of those groups together working together makes the civilization a more whole community if we can just tolerate that they're all going to be different and they're all going to have strengths. You're listening to the Joe Danier Podcast from Youngstown Studio.